Sir, when a new inmate comes in and he wants some drugs, how do you initiate him? The guy goes, well, the first thing I do is make him toss my salad. <laughs> the guy's like, toss my salad? Well, what's that? Guy, well, having your salad toss means having your asshole eaten out with jelly or syrup. I prefer syrup. Like, I know no one else has context for this, but talking about a redesign of camp, I'm loving this idea of the glassed-in porch. Oh, it'd be super lovely. Oh, it would be the ultimate, because I think we've said on this before, the porch, as it is now, is the Skimbo Lounge. Yes. Can you Out imagine camp, if yeah. we pimped the Skimbo Lounge? Oh, it'd be amazing. I, I see a lot of dark woods. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, rich mahogany. We're going real modernist with this one. Oh, lovely. Lots of lush wood. You walk right in to uh, the kitchen, which is an open concept. <laughs> Just a big island out in the middle, you know, uh, uh, of the downstairs, all very open. Uh, obviously, wood stairs that lead up to the second floor. <laughs> Little kids running down them in the morning. <laughs> We've got families in this scenario. Oh, it's so fun. Can I tell you about a, a proposed design idea my dad definitely ran by, which was a spiral staircase getting you in upstairs in, in, in camp? At a camp? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, listen. That's the craziest shit I've ever heard, and I'm all for that. Dude, what the fuck? Would anyone want a spiral staircase So you can for? act like the Von Trapp family going down in the <laughs> So long, farewell, I'm super fucking drunk. And like the, <laughs> in the you can weirdest, like, modernist version of that. God. <laughs> That's, yeah. I don't know how, why, I, I, again, are you putting in a fireman's pole on the other end so you yeah, can right. slide down? Are we putting like a bat signal on Listen, top of it? We're just going to shine it into the camp across the lake? I would be lying if even I say, like as a 30, you know, 33-year-old, uh, I would love a slide into the water, though, from like the second floor. It's morning time. Go, go, go. Dude, big inflatable slide is something I've wanted at Whee! camp for a long time. Uh, it'd be so fun. Oh, I mean a real one, just like supported. Built into the frame of the house. Well, I know you want it out of the house because you're a child. You wake up and you're like, oh boy, and just strip nude at 4.30 in the morning and slide bare ass naked down the metal slide. Oh, spiders! Spiders have made their home oh on the slide. Oh my God, that was fast. They're lake spiders too. They're biggins. You ever get one of those right in your face when you're farting around by the dock? Oh. Let me tell you, I've been hauling a fucking kayak in before. Mm -hmm. Turn around, one of those gray big ass spiders. Oh, see, like I... because. I grew up, we would take like a couple of weeks over on Groton Pond and they would just get into the kayak. You'd, you'd overturn the kayak and they would just make their web right there. Or you would be out on the water and it would just come up between your legs. And I got to tell you, that'll get you into the water. <laughs> but, <laughs> You're getting your laps in today. Yeah, I don't like kayaks. I say it's because they hurt my back, but mostly it's for the spiders. <laughs> But no, it's also because they hurt my back. There's no back support in those things. That tiny little thing. They're rough. Oh, it hurts. I'm too tall for a kayak, man. It is rough, I gotta tell you. Give and me the stern wood of a canoe. <laughs> See, someone like Mitch is custom built for a kayak because he's squat. Yeah, I wish. Sitting there squat-legged. He can sit there and he can, he can fish out of it. Yeah. He sees that spider and he puts his hook through it and throws it for a bass. And when he's powering with those paddles, man, he's got those meaty ham oh, hocks. Just a glorious sight to see. You just, it is like 5.30 in the morning. 
July 5th, just after, you know, just after independence. And the sun starts to crest over the hill. You're standing there on your dock, and what do you see come by you? You smell it first, because <laughs> it's been a couple of days out there, and we're all pretty ripe. Uh, just this red-haired... A vision and a only vision. a fishing vest. Yeah, in a fishing vest. <laughs> He's got French braids and wraparound sunglasses. And a PBR between his legs. He looks over at you. <laughs> There's a Keeps duck with by. a broken neck in his canoe. <laughs> yeah. It's on the end of his hook as he reels it out. You're going to catch me a gator. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's a loon. <laughs> He's killed an endangered loon. Yeah, there's more being dragged behind the canoe. Which I guess are really obnoxious loons. Mitch sure seems to hate them. Well, they eat a shit ton of fish, apparently. Sure. So when you have these preserve, like these little like areas that are made for them, you can't fuck with it. So they come in and they nest and they have, you know, they have their little babies and their babies grow up in the lake too. And after, you know, a certain amount of time, you've got a severely diminished fish population, I guess. Wow. But they're endangered. So, you know, I guess because we probably killed them all because they were killing all the fish. Yeah, we just <laughs> let them chill now. Yeah. They ate too much fish and we endangered the fuck out of them. Such as humanity it's beautiful it's a beautiful cycle it's nice to be a part of that cycle yeah uh camp lemo such a beautiful time i hope it sinks i hope we go out there this year and it just sinks <laughs> with us in it yep i can just end if california sinks into the ocean tanner's terrified you know mitch he's he's already out on the lake and i just throw my arm up in a salute and go down with the ship <laughs> You go up there to use your brand new slide, and you just end up collapsing the whole thing. Yep. Like a dying star. I did not get an approval from your father to put that slide in. Took out a big chunk of the house. Going to be tough come winter. A lot of snow's getting in. Thought I'd put up a tarp, but probably not. He would literally be like, ah, solution to that's a tarp, and it would stay up for <laughs> five years. Yeah. That's whatever. We got to learn to live with the wolves that are in here now, kids. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's as much their place now as it is ours. In tarp we trust, boys. <laughs> You know what Jeep stands for, don't you? Just expect every problem. Yeah, it's the funnest thing that makes me feel. Nothing makes me feel more nostalgic than going out to your family's camp and having your dad treat me like I'm 15 again. <laughs> it's nice. It's it's such a delight just to feel like, oh, I seem like I'm young. It's so, <laughs> so nice. It's a fresh spritz of nostalgia. Getting carded for beer, you say? <laughs> well, flattery will get you everywhere, <laughs> sir. You know how to make a girl feel valued. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. That's all I got there. Camp's <laughs> time. Yeah, just a little camp talk. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's getting to be about that time. Spring, you know. We're running out of bits, too. Yeah. I mean, come on. We really drove the food bit into the ground with the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Well, how do, you, how do you come back from that, too? It's hard, to, it's hard to rebound from such a great episode. Everybody knew this one was going to be a little bit of a lull. I mean, it's the Skimbo Lounge, honestly, right now, Rory, is undergoing a lot of changes. No more lady murderers. Changes. Turn and face the strange changes. It's beautiful. No more lady murderers. No more yeah. food ASMR. Listen, wait, never say never, because someone comes around the corner who just, like, has an affinity for crystal meth, and they stab someone 30 to 40 times, and you just swoon. Don't tell me you're done with it. Don't lie to my face. The next one is going to be a girl just covered in blood on all fours with a human hand in her mouth like a yeah. puppy dog. Satanic ritual gone right, question mark, Till says the now. New York Post. <laughs> yeah. That'll, that, yeah, so don't, don't, don't feed me that. And let's be honest. If anyone from the office that we're in 
uh, decides to bring in any kind of good-looking candy. We look, there's a little jar here for, for what seems to be Easter. Right here. You know what that sound is? It's that green shit you put in the bottom of the Easter basket. Get get more of this. The plastic gu- fucking, yeah. I'm going to take some and do a little ASMR yeah. independent of the bowl. See, look, we're still doing it. It's still there. Yeah, it's that green shit that you can't get rid of. That re- It's like Easter's tinsel. You will literally find it in your food. You're going to find it in that mic. Don't grind it in there too much. We paid money for these mics. <laughs> money. Uh, yeah, no, you, it's that just that uh, I don't get <laughs> whatever asshole produces this. Like, hey, what uh, what's what's your business? Like, you go out to your first Tinder date with someone in New York. Yeah, I, uh, I manufacture those little strips of plastic you find in the bottom of the Easter basket. Really big environmental concern, but we're not going anywhere because you know what? We've got great lobbyists. <laughs> Let's put it this way. You're eating the lobster tonight. Yeah. <laughs> This is the house that fucking shitty plastic grass yeah. built. Yeah, uh, yeah, plastic grass. Wow. Such a waste. It really is it's monumentally the, stupid. It's the worst thing ever. Every time I see it, I'm like, why? I don't want to shit on everyone's good time, but Easter's kind of a monumentally lame holiday, wouldn't you say? Look at every holiday is literally just about buying as much shit as you can. Easter particularly. I know, but in the grand pantheon of those kind of occasions, Valentine's Day, what? Christmas, well, look, Flag Day. What uh, what comedian was it? Was it Mitch Head? No, it wasn't Mitch Hedberg. It was somebody who said uh, Easter is the celebration of when Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, rose from the dead as a giant bunny and handed out colored eggs. Uh, sounds like Seth MacFarlane to me. I don't know. I couldn't tell you who that I was. I can't remember who it was, but they bring up a good point. Because you sit there and you look at it, and like we went from, it's it, he has risen to painting colored eggs for people to find to fuck tons of chocolate. Well, look at Samhain is a fucking pagan festival, and we turn it into Halloween. Yeah. Well, and again, this and is, is this, that's where the Easter Bunny comes from. Uh, uh, something pagan, I'm sure. Yeah, it is the Easter, like the Sa- the like etymology of it is like yeah, something pastor. Uh, God knows. Something awful. <laughs> it was. It was. It was like some kind of pagan, something like spring equinox type shit. Something they stole, man. It's all good. Uh, we got a little, little, little plastic carrot little here pla- again. Just waste. What if I bit this? I dare you. Now nah, looks gross. I'm sure there's something. Dis- uh, yeah, you bite. It's just super chalky. That's the fake, um, little stalk. I guess. What would you call it? Little greens on the end of the carrot. Yeah, oh yes, leaves. I'm so happy that I forgot the word <laughs> vegetable leaves. leaves. I got the brain I got the COVID brain fog, I'm convinced. As I forget words like leaves. COVID brain fog. Yeah. You should be way more worried about myocarditis. I probably got a little Don't bit of you that listen too. To Joe Rogan? Heart inflammation. I think I got a little heart inflammation from COVID, to be honest. I think that happened. Mm-hmm. One from the vaccine. I hope it doesn't interfere with your swimming career. Listen, if it was from the vaccine, it'd be over already. I read the studies. I'd be better. Every now and then I get that little heart pang. I'm like, ah, thanks, COVID. It's real good. And then I... You might just be lonely. I ram down four or five more pounds of chocolate. And I go, it's, it's the COVID. It's Easter. Uh, it's Easter. Don't you understand? Jesus won't come back if I don't stuff my fat face with because chocolate. I got to resurrect with him. Please help me. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm just lonely. That could be it. That's always good. It's always a good potential. Should we... But like... To bring it all back around, do you understand what I'm saying about like changes taking place on this podcast? Ch-ch-ch-changes? Yeah. Like what? 
that we're we're running out of bits, man. Well, I guess we're we're we talk about stuff. Recurring bits, they're they're dropping like flies. Yeah, true. But then we come up with new stuff. Skimbo Bingo is Listen, ruined. You just you just did tons of ASMR. Oh no, no, what are where are they going? What am I gonna? Like, don't, again. I can't help it. I'm a showman. Again, we're three weeks away from someone attractive murdering their spouse. You're fine. The don't thing worry. is, it happens all the time around this country every day, I'm sure, and I'm just not hearing about them. Yeah, someone's, don't worry, bud. Someone's getting murdered right now. Even, even when this airs, don't worry, someone is dying. And I'm not talking about, like, the smoking deaths or, you know, I'm talking about murder. I'm talking about murder. Someone is being murdered. Now, doesn't that make you feel better? Thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's kind of nice. That's Probably. the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Definitely to me. more than one worldwide. Come on, and maybe it's like maybe it's like some violence, but I also count like the the bus driver somewhere in the Philippines who had like maybe a drink when he shouldn't and just jackknives that bus and everybody goes over the ravine. Yeah, or like a guy that like punches his friend too hard and yeah. just drops him. Yeah, unblocks a mm-hmm. fucking clot and just damn done. Yeah, done. You didn't mean to do it. You love the guy, but now you, you did ex- murder him. Yeah. Now you got to go explain it to his mom out there in the UK. Yeah. <sighs> Does everyone feel better now? <laughs> <laughs> We're as uplifting as ever. Yeah. See, look at that. You tell me stuff has changed. I feel the same. The more it's those changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes. Yeah. Nothing remains quite the same. Trust me, we'll get plenty cynical. You want to get cynical? You want to talk about that thing that just happened? Are you talking about the elephant in the room with yeah. our good friends Will Smith and Chris Rock? Yeah. Go on. Well, and again, it's fun because we usually record this on Saturday, and we're recording on Monday instead. And thank God we did because what an amazing thing happened. I don't watch the Academy Awards. I don't give a fuck. I don't care who wins the Oscar. I really don't. I'll find out later on when Reddit tells me if anything interesting happened. And boy, did they. Like, almost immediately from when it happened, my all my little things were like, you've got to see this fucking thing. And I watched Chris Rock get the shit slapped out of him by Will Smith uh, for making a G.I. Jane joke to Jada Pinkett Smith, right? Mm-hmm. The big debate is, does he, did he know she has alopecia? Was it an off-the-cuff remark? Was it built into this, like, where, you know, Will Smith walks the fuck up, slaps the shit out of him, and then twice on live air says, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And I'm like, ooh, I'm so, <laughs> this is incredible. And, it's so funny because even the internet, like, uh, always an, an idiot with a conspiracy theory. That was planned. Uh, he definitely planned for that to happen. They're both in cahoots so that they could, like, help their careers. I'm like, I don't think so. One of them literally went on to win the Academy Award mere hours later. Yeah, and had to. <laughs> he already was apologized, obviously, and apologized to the Academy, who are most definitely going to shun him from now on. Right. I think, and I don't say this in a like cynical conservative way, but mm-hmm. they're going to pay lip service to the idea of punishing Will Smith, I think, and it will blow over by itself. Well, let's be honest. Scientology has deep, deep roots in Hollywood, uh, so he'll keep getting work. That's just how that works. He's an Academy Award winner. And it, I, this was not a big enough incident to derail his career. No. What it is is, I think, the birth of a beautiful thing because you're like, oh, people are saying like, oh, it was planned. It was a work. It was a work. Yeah. No, this one was a shoot. Everyone that comes next will be planned. Yeah. Because now you have to figure out, is someone going to top it at this year's ceremony? Is Jennifer Lawrence going to murder Meryl Streep with a chainsaw? Yeah. You don't know. And you're just going to bring back Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Can just, you imagine? 
Everyone's going to take a swing. I see some of you out there have gained quite a lot of weight. Strap in. Yeah. Oh, that was the one thing, though. He's like, he got asked, like, what would, how would you have started? He's like, yeah. He, he said something about being like, yeah, it's great. Everyone's going to get their little golden statue. Uh, everyone's well represented this year at the Oscars. Well represented. Very diverse. Except for poor people. Fuck them, right? <laughs> That's what he said? Yeah. That's great. He was like, it, he, and again, he, he also uh, retweeted a video or tweeted out a video of uh, the, the alopecia joke from The Office, the British version. So when she's, uh, she's got alopecia in the home, so that's probably pretty miserable or something like that. It's like just really – just so he sent that out. Uh, and again, it was one of those things where he was just like kind of really making light on it, being like, yeah, you know, it's, it's really interesting to watch these people behave. They got goodie baskets that are worth more than some people will make this year. But, you know, isn't it – it's really important for them to, you know, really get that all out there. Really send it over the top. Yeah. Well, and again, it's, uh, it's brilliant in a way because that, that award shows are dying. No one gives a shit about award shows. And why should you? That's what I'm saying. You got to Vince McMahon the fucking award shows up a little bit. Oh, if they start like doing wrestling moves on each other and stuff, I, I would be totally down with it. Will Ferrell needs to be involved more. He was always entertaining. No, Will Ferrell <laughs> needs to stay away from I, everything. I, I He's see lost him, his passion for life. I want to see him pee himself on stage. Um... Sure. We'll like, bring him on literally again. to do that. <laughs> again. He doesn't even know he's doing a bit. He just does it because yep. he's lost his will to live. Lost his will to live feral is what I'm going to refer to him from now on because that dude forgot how to be funny. It's the weirdest thing, dude. Yeah, you think so? Totally. You don't see him as – oh, again, he's got, he doesn't have writing credits on anything. He's always a producer, right? Yeah. Yeah, so – yeah. I think he maybe knows funny. Well, I mean, he's, he's he – He probably knows funny. He's probably got an eye for where things are supposed to go, but he himself is just not – He gave Danny McBride a big career, Bruce, and I'll always thank him for that, but – Yeah. God damn, I can't remember the last time I sat there and went, I really enjoyed that Will Ferrell movie. What was the last thing he did? I don't fucking know. Eurovision, that Netflix show? Ooh, yeah. I, I, did you watch that? No. They, they just ripped off Pitch Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. That's to, all they did. To watch him and Rachel McAdams play incestuous Swedish twins or some shit? No, they're, they're just lifetime friends, you know? Same thing. And uh, don't be wrong, I'll watch Rachel McAdams in anything. <laughs> but uh, it was pretty fucking terrible. No more objectifying women on the show, Rory. Maybe you, I like you her got the acting. Last one. Don't you project onto me. I think she's a, an absolutely wonderful actor. Rachel McAdams is a treasure. No one is disputing that. Yeah. You just did. Now let's talk <laughs> about Salma Hayek and her fat cans. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful stuff. Not everyone is treated equally on this show, okay? What a great transition that was. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the award for Best Supporting Actress goes to... Salma Hayek's breasts. Um, no, um, great. <laughs> her bra would have made that perfect to... Best Supporting an Actress. Oh, I see. That's clever. I see what you did good there. good stuff. Can't go back, though. Writer's room. I said what I said. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Will Smith and... Uh, Chris. I, I wonder if they're okay now. I wonder if they're, they're back to being buds. I don't know if they ever were buds. Ah, yeah, I don't know. I Here's, okay, out of all of this. Doesn't seem like it. This is the thing that I desperately want to fucking know, right? What was the conversation that they had when they got home? What did Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith say to each other when all of that was said and done? The cameras are gone. They're like maybe like the first like the first real conversation they had. What the fuck did they say to one another? Because like think about it. Are you happy if you're Jada Pinkett Smith that your man just stand up for you, or was he being incredibly infantilizing by 
thinking that he needed to do that to defend your honor like a part of the phrase white knight <laughs> but you get Rory. what i'm saying you get what i'm saying no i get what you're saying it's like and again i, I i've heard things about her having problems with like her self-confidence because of alopecia did she not wear like she didn't wear a wig or anything either so she's trying to own it but she's also so insecure where she can't take the joke or can she take the joke and he misread that I what? I I so many things, so many things. It's a here's the one for me, dude. This is what cinches it all together for me. I think I told you this. I either revealed this to you or Tanner. I sure. can't remember who. But the fact that Jada Pinkett Smith at some point they're dancing around it with their language. Like there's been no infidelity in our marriage. But Jada Pinkett Smith has had what they describe as like encounters a lot of sex with other people that aren't will smith entanglements was a term used so i did some looking into this and so apparently like the rumor mill of hollywood that gets bandied about in term of that whole thing is that it's a quote open marriage right sure and you know what that's fine yeah but that's great no but like that's just her wanting to fuck other people it doesn't seem like will smith wants to fuck other people all of it seems to be that will smith as a person behind the scenes is like kind of a smartish nerdy dude who's uptight and insecure and like not has no game. Like he just doesn't have fucking game. He doesn't go out and find women and pick them up. He's not going out and finding other celebrities and having these little fucking romance last tango in Paris kind of things. She's doing Brando sodomizes woman with butter in that movie. Beautiful. Uh, that's a, a true story. What a beautiful, what a beautiful image, everybody. So, but you go, <laughs> yeah. So that's I'm not saying that she's done that, but I'm wondering if she has. So now I heard, you are. Well, I heard she slept with one of her son's friends. And here's the thing: if you, allegedly, <laughs> if you have an open marriage, more power to you. Yeah. If you guys agreed on that, she's not doing anything wrong. Sure. So let's go with that. The sure. fact that, like you said, let's give him the benefit of the Will doubt. Smith maybe is a guy who's like you I know like being a cuckold. <laughs> not, a, I don't think he does. And I, I wear the whole. I think that's the whole point of this thing, is he is now known as a cuckold. Does not like it. So when somebody offended his woman's honor, he had to go defend her. He made a grand gesture in front of everybody. Completely lost his mind to what prove if she his manhood. Loved it. She was like, oh. My God. That's what I want to know. Did it did it make Jada feel like when she was sitting on the dryer again? <laughs> or was she mortally embarrassed? I don't get that reference. I want to know how my she balls. felt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling <laughs> you, man. I desperately want to know what their conversation was like afterwards. Or if if she was like, I'm going to go stay at Greg Kinnear's place. <laughs> like some fucking <laughs> thing. Like, I don't know. Greg, polish up that dick. I'm coming over. Yeah, I just, dude, it it blows my mind that just for the whole thing to be on display like that. For him to be, <sighs> it's a lot. For him to be that pissed off about it, where That's he what shouts I'm saying, dude. from the seat in prominent display. You yep. know? swears twice live on a broadcast. Yeah, so they have to go to delay. Everyone's like, "What happened?" But then you see the uncut stuff, and it's like, oh, "Wow, yeah. dude." I'll never forget this. This is like Janet Jackson's booby coming out. It's going to fuck up all me watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And especially because, again, it's like that kind of thing where it's like, wow, he really uh, he, he took the, the, the joke about G.I. Jane as being maybe like <clears throat> whether Chris Rock knew it was about alopecia or maybe it was like a body shaming thing because like women with short hair. And then you go back and watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and, and watch uh, Will call Uncle Phil fat over and over, over and over, over again. again. 
reference his grown adult uncle's tits on yeah, multiple occasions. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, oh, good. And don't be wrong, people can change. Uh, it just seems like, again, it's it's such a great thing seeing where he started. You're like, hmm, it is true. Parents just don't understand, do they, Will? It's just strange that it came from another old man, and you're very upset at him. It's, it's fucking wild, dude. And again, my official take He's is... He's gone full circle. He's a curmudgeon now. I love it. He should... He, Hot Take, also should have been playing Uncle Phil in the reboot of this show, but whatever. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to touch that reboot, I don't think. I, I haven't watched it, but if Will Smith's not playing Uncle Phil, I don't want in. That's. I mean, I don't know why he did. Because you know why? That would suck ass. That's a terrible idea. It's the only <laughs> way you can get me to watch that reboot. They're doing a reboot, and they're trying to make it like real and like, you know, do a sitcom. <laughs> Redo it a sitcom. I I've heard good things about the the gritty reboot of the first Prince <laughs> of Bel Air. Doing a gritty reboot of Clueless. <laughs> Blues Clues. I'm trying to learn to drive. And they just they get killed. I want to have sex with my stepbrother. Yeah, just re- <laughs> Actually, wow, they should reboot Clueless. <laughs> it's the perfect it's time. It's the perfect time Step to reboot bro, Clueless. Stepbro, I'm stuck in the dryer. Uh, <laughs> they're uh, they're going to redo that 70s show as that 90s show now. That's, Are they? That's in the works, I believe. Really? Yep. Because let me tell you something, Roy. That 80s show. Sucked. It bombed. 80s nostalgia, I think, is played out. I think it's the time of the 90s well, nostalgia begins. I remember that. Like, that 70s show was interesting because, again, it kind of played to a lot of the stereotype in terms of, like, the house. and the, But it also kind of felt real and interesting in a lot of ways. Like, it felt down to earth. And you watch that 80s show, and it was just, like, a lot of, like, Keytar! Wow! Look at someone. Fuck a seagull's haircut. Someone's a punk. He combed his hair out, and he's wearing a spiked jacket. And you're like, I hate all of this. They were just like, punch, joke, punch, joke. Here we go. Here's the next thing. Next scene. I watched one episode of it like back in the day. I was like, this is going to get canceled. That's the thing is like everybody on that show was like a brightly colored stereotype. Like you had yeah. the punk girl. You had uh, Glenn Howerton. Dennis from Always Sunny was the lead in that. No shit. Playing like the young 80s, like Billy Ocean, sleeves rolled up on his jacket kind of yeah. guy. Wrap his sister's sunglasses. a valley girl. His fucking her boyfriend's a douchebag. Like, yeah, it was all the broad strokes. And the thing with that '70s show is there wasn't really a stereotype, other than they were like a bunch of Wisconsin kids that got stoned. Yeah, and a bunch of Wisconsin stoners, but that can be literally anywhere. Yeah, they were. They had personalities, not yeah. just. It, it felt less like traits. a bunch of stereotypes, as it felt like. Um, it kind of, it kind of, like again, this is a bad example in terms of like how they're shot and stuff. But it kind of gave you that freaks and geeks vibe without it being as serious, you know. Yeah, I think Freaks and Geeks took place like 80, 81. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know what happened that year? They died. He died. <laughs> um, shout out to Joe Flaherty. He's amazing as the dad on, the, on Freaks and Geeks. Oh, it's so good. It's one of the reasons I'll go back and watch every now and then. Because to be honest, a lot of that show is just fucking painful. Yeah, some of it doesn't hold up. It doesn't. Not in the same way that that 70s show does, dude. Sure. Well, except you go back and you look at Hyde and you're like, he's, an, he's a raper. Now I'm gonna do that. Thanks a lot. I had dissociated. You're you're welcome. I can't. It's hard. It's hard to go back and watch that. Again, yeah, like I said, it's gonna be no, hard. That's for me to, not great. I just like and again. I wish I could put those things out of my mind. Uh, and again, I'm gonna go back and watch Fresh Prince and have that be like, I'm never gonna unsee Will smacking the shit out of Chris Rock over something that I just feel like he shouldn't have done it for. I, I, that's the thing. If she had been like wasting away from cancer and like had got up the energy because her husband was up for an Academy Award and he was like, Jesus Christ, Jana, eat a sandwich. Like I'd have been like, oh my fucking God. Uh, 
But that, I just... <laughs> it. The question remains, did he know? She's been very public with the alopecia sure, thing, but, but like, is he, he's also Chris Rock. Is Chris Rock checking Jada Pinkett Smith's Instagram? That's what I'm saying. Did he know? Hey, if you want to argue, well, that still don't make it right. That's fine. I maintain my position on this whole thing, Rory, the line that I'm holding. I only care about Jada Pinkett Smith's thoughts. That's all, the only person's perspective well, I'm interested in is her. Here. Well, and I bet you she's going to come out as being upset by it because she has to in order to save face in the scenario. There's no scenario where she comes out and goes, oh, I don't think it was a big deal, where it doesn't just detrimentally crush Will Smith's image because of it. And it kind of turns him into a pitiable figure. But it's the ultimate humiliation. And if we're saying they're into that for sexy purposes, she's 100% going to publicly cuck him by not having his back for him trying to have her back. It all comes full circle. I mean, that would be incredible. We're all going to come. We're all going to dump out <laughs> at the same time. America, yeah, well, dude, Russia, and Ukraine. I will fucking die of happiness if that happens. Don't be wrong. But I think what will most likely happen is she probably just won't make a comment on it. She either won't comment or she'll be like, it really hurt my feelings. Chris needs to realize what he did wrong, but I forgive him for it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something like that. And again, I just said it's not exciting go, at all. Well, yeah. And again, I think that what if that, if that were the case, I'd be like, yeah, as a comedian, I'm not going to apologize for it. You would be Sorry. pretty gangster if she went if her one statement was Will should have killed the motherfucker. <laughs> I just believe, well, and again, it's one of those things where no matter what you said, be like, yeah, I would have apologized for it if your husband hadn't slapped me in the face. <laughs> That that kind of uh, took the sorries out of my mouth. <laughs> it felt like an overcorrection. Yeah, it just seems like seems like if I if I go back now, you know, because there's even people who are like, "Fucking Chris Rock should have fucking hit him back the pussy." I'm like, Chris Rock showed amazing poise to continue that on. Because honestly, it's one of those things where I'm like, I wish what he had done is if you're like, keep my wife's name, I fucking be like, make me. You're gonna come back up on stage again? Up next, and just keep going. You know what I mean? <laughs> a performance from the cast of Encanto. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh man, I would have just gone. Like, I'd be like, what are you gonna do? Are you serious? You shouldn't have come up the first time. Chris Rock could have fucking eviscerated him, but Chris Rock was shocked in the moment, made an off-the-cuff remark to kind of let Will Will Smith just slap the shit out of me, and then he goes, keep it. He goes, I will. You know, I am. I'm not going to say anything more. And then he just moves on. Takes it really, like, takes the most professional route he could. And being a comedian, dude, he could have made his bones. I mean, he's Chris Rock. He doesn't need to, you know. But he could have fucking killed him. Oh, my God. And you know Chris Rock's smart enough where he could have just (laughs) fucked him up bad. But he just kept going. So I give him, like, you know, I give him credit. Credit for de-escalating. I give him plus two cool points for de-escalating but minus one cool point for not eviscerating will smith after the fact he slapped you in the face <laughs> make me oh it would have been so funny he just you and that that at that point if he charged the stage you're ready for it yeah fooled me once he just <laughs> gets in drops down <laughs> just spartas him in the face yeah i feel like chris rock's been around probably been around the block he's chris rock has has said meaner things to other people in his career <laughs> yeah and he came up, you know, it wasn't like Chris Rock was one of those comedians who didn't play shitty nightclubs. You know, we're talking about fucking uh, making it in 80s and 90s comedy. You know, uh, he got lucky enough to do SNL. But even then, back in then, SNL, it sort of solidified his place going forward in movies. But he was still doing shit like again, he probably got swung on before in his career. So, I, oh, God, just like a. <laughs> oh, did you hit me? Like, just, oh, God. Was that what that was? Don't hit me with your purse next time, uh, yeah. Will. I thought you were trying to fan me. Up next, just all kinds of... Who are you again, sir? You missed your high five. 
The nominees are yeah, the best. One of the uh, best takes that I saw was Kathy Griffin. She was like, you know, people assaulting comedians sets a dangerous precedent. Like now we'll just be waiting for the next time someone's doing comedy and someone doesn't like it, and the member of the audience gets up and attacks them. And to that, I say, fuck yeah, because <laughs> it's gonna make you. In that instance, you're gonna have to be real funny, Rory. Yeah. You have to be real funny or you're going to get knifed. Yeah. That's going to make the comedy so much Wait. better. See, I fear-based comedy. I got something different from that. Just be like, "Hello everyone, this is going to be my set. It's going to be tough. Uh, a lot of ugly people out there. And here's my baton and just be ready." I'll be ready with the mic stand. Those things are a lot heavier than people realize, especially if it's one with a heavy bass. You just pick that thing up and just poof right into a kneecap. You should. You should just perform behind a riot shield. I'm just ready. I'll just be fine. Be like, "Well, you were going to hit me, so I hurt you." <laughs> Nobody thinks the comedian's going to take a swing back. Oh, I will. Mics are heavy, and it's not my mic. It's going to be the places. But what if they give you a wireless mic? Contrary to popular belief, comedians don't bring their own mics. I don't know if you guys knew this. In the places that I'll be playing, they, <laughs> they're not going to have wireless mics. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, i got to take this off my lapel. Nope. So, yeah. <clears throat> I think that whole thing's fucking wild. I really do hope she says something. I just... She may, she may have Here's, by now. I want this to get worse like Russia and Ukraine. I want it to go down real bad. You want Russia and Ukraine to get worse? No, I want this to get worse as that has. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. Nah, I, I heard what you said, Rory. I didn't put words in your mouth. <laughs> I, I heard I, it here. Rory's a war criminal. <laughs> great. Just like Putin, as everyone's calling him. Putin. I, I condemn Rory for mispronouncing Putin in Kiev. Kiev. <laughs> Kiev. Keith, we just start calling it yeah. Keith instead. That's yeah, great. It's good to make light of war zones. <laughs> exactly. I see, and this is the thing. It's a painful situation, and you bring humor to it. Learn from us, Jada Pinkett Smith. Who would have thought noted Scientologist Jada Pinkett Smith uh, wouldn't have a sense of humor? Who would and, have thought she's a Ukraine denialist? And, and neither would her also noted Scientologist husband, Will Smith. I'm gonna, William, what's his middle They're name? They're Scientologists? Yeah. They tried to downplay it, but they are they are Scientologists and the kids are Scientologists. Interesting. Yeah. I would actually like to I would really like to talk to their children to like really figure out if they're just huge douchebags or if there is something they, going on there. Everything I've seen like I cause this was a thing I saw years ago on Reddit who did not take kindly to the young Smith children. As they were talking about like it was one of those like puff piece interviews where it's like, What are you reading lately? And he was like, I'm reading ancient texts that have no prior source and like okay all right up next on nickelodeon like it's one of those kind of don't things. forget to check out Jaden's yeah. TikTok. we're gonna gack him later like <laughs> gonna hit him with the slime dan schneider's gonna get it here and look at his feet <laughs> gonna gander at those stompers him and jamie lynn spears are gonna share an awkward stare those tiny baby corns baby corn feet um yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I don't know how you grow up rich and, and end well-adjusted. Like, I'm trying to think of an example of someone I know who seems like they, because it's all, like, all young celebrities have connections nowadays for the most part. Like, all of them seem to. So I try to look at any of them and go, they're, they seem like they're down to earth, and I can't, I kind of come up short, you know? I, I got to, I'm the only person I can think of off the top of my head. And I don't think she came from means, and this is probably why. Kristen Milioti. Hmm. She seems very fun and genuine in interviews. She's very awkward and off-putting. Well, I'm biased. I think she's just a delight. It's delightful. 
She's like, I'm like, I'm sorry. She's like, hi, I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm just lost in your eyes. She's like, that is security. Me. Security. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm sorry. I love you. Fuck, I fucked <laughs> it up. go the way I thought it was supposed <laughs> to go. You're just the Riddler. Yeah, I'm the Riddler and Batman. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's supposed to go like this. Oh. That's the like the one slice on our Venn diagram. Okay, Mr. Fitzgerald, you saw Kristen Milioti. Now tell us where the bodies are buried. <laughs> She's supposed to love me. You have to solve a series of puzzles first. <laughs> just hit you with a phone book. Uh, okay, I'll tell you. We found all the gerbils. That's not a puzzle, Mr. Fitzgerald. I didn't use any gerbils? It is if you think about it. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I love her, man. <laughs> yeah. She's the she's pretty much like the only lady on our Venn diagram of women we think are attractive. Oh yeah, you think so? Yeah, we both stand Kristen Milioti pretty hard. Good for her. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky girl. Yeah. One day she's gonna be very, very confused and then very, very sad. Yeah. You know, when she meets us. You know. Out front of her place at at three thirty in the morning. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus, <laughs> that took a turn. I'm sorry, I'm just going through your trash. <laughs> Mm, you had a good month at work, huh? Yeah. A lot of fiber, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you need to drink more water. That <laughs> uh, would be fun. Are would... we joking? <laughs> See, I think she'd find that devilishly charming. Yeah. I just feel so bad for celebrities that actually have to put up with that shit. It was the one thing that I saw of Kanye West that made me feel super bad was a paparazzi going through his trash. Yeah. And then he comes out like super early and like is just throwing something out. Like I don't know why at that time. Probably because his mental illness. And there's just suddenly you just he just gets crushed with flash bulbs. How do you feel about the the breakup of the relationship, Kanye? And he's like, motherfucker, it's three thirty in the morning. I was like, my God. It's not it's not Tom Green, you know, doing it to his to his dad. <laughs> like, I found a bag of jewels. Or ba- or Bam Margera doing it to Phil. Yeah, know? Bam Margera doing it to Phil. It's That's not like it's not like any of those things where it's like this weird, strange micro it's like they didn't sign up for that shit. I guess Bam Margera didn't sign up for that <laughs> shit either. In, in no way. Ah, oh, Bam, why'd you move me into a castle? I don't understand. Because it's fucking funny, it's Dad. Fucking we made it gothic. Look, I'm gonna ride a four wheeler through the wall. He's like, fuck. I'm going to put a fucking alligator in April's bed. Man, I made a pirate bar. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> I'm angry yeah. all the time. Oh, poor Ben Margera. What a sad, sad tale of a man. Yeah. You see Fuck him that. now. And again, he reminds me of like our explanation for Data in the new Picard series. Like, Data, did you, did you fall asleep on the bottom of a lake for 20 years? <laughs> just all mushy face. Happened to you. He just looks so mushy. Yeah, his face does look like you could squeeze him like a grape. Yeah, you could mold and juice him. would come like out. He's Play-Doh, kind of, you know? I'm not trying to be mean. No, he's got Play-Doh face. It's just an observation. Yeah. <laughs> just It's just his face. It can't be mean if it's an observation. It can't be mean if he never hears it. Someone's like, hey, bam, this fucking nobody podcast making fun of you. <laughs> We're going to put fucking alligator in their beds? He shows yeah, Bam, up. you got to quit going to that well, dude. It's fucking ridiculous, man. I, I thought they're... <laughs> their view of what happened during the Oscars was spot on, and then they just said so many hurtful things. I was with them. I was fucking with them. <laughs> I don't think they knew how close they were to a good thing. <laughs> with me, Bim Margera. Now I've got to kill them all, and he just cuts his palm with a rusty knife. That got dark. Yeah. Back to our roots, getting dark. That's the only bit left. Yeah. We'll see you again. That's, getting that's dark. a good one. I'm trying to think of other things that are on the Skimbo bingo card to try and hit those. Uh, 
I mean, you mentioned female murderers, even though you said you weren't going to do them anymore. I don't know if it was specifically one of them. I said, I said lady murderers. Yeah. Lady murderers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it would be Jody Arias. So that she's mentioned, it. so market cards. Good for you. Jody Arias and Taylor Shabusiness. <laughs> who, by the way... I love that name. I still, to this day, fucking Shabusiness. Taylor Shabusiness. It's, it's if... One day when I get married, we're not changing the name. It's not going to be my last name. It's not going to be your last name. It's going to be Shabusiness. <laughs> we're going to do it in Vegas. And yeah, it's going to be really early in the morning or really late at night, depending on your perspective. And there's going to be an Elvis there. Oh, he's going to try to talk you out of it. Are you sure? I sure won't do Friday. I'm sure going to set my soul. <laughs> Fucking stupid name. <laughs> Down it. Wise man say. I'll give it six months. Don't get, don't get married. You just, you just met her at a buffet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Grandma's ring, huh? <laughs> you definitely won't regret that. <laughs> I brought it with me because I knew this trip was going to be special. Oh, I was planning on hawking it at Pawn Stars, but they were like, this is fake. <laughs> I hope you gave this to a stripper. <laughs> uh, yep. Like We can't buy this. This is a Holocaust diamond. <laughs> oh, no. Gam, you gam, how'd you get this? Iron cross etched into it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a dead giveaway. It's uh, mounted into a skull's mouth uh, behind a very Aryan-looking eagle, which is wrapped, its wings are wrapped as the band. I'm like, huh, never looked at it before. You know, now that, that I look, look at this, this is just a tooth. Yeah, look at that. It says, uh, what is it, honor and blood and soil or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Why don't you just go ahead and cap this one by saying the 14 words, right? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This is unbelievable. Uh, this behavior. I don't like this man. new direction for the Skimbo Lounge. That's I don't a, like it. Oh, man. Gam Gam's memorabilia collection makes a lot more sense now. Uh. <laughs> Reminds me of something from Clerks 2 that I absolutely cannot repeat. No. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the isn't fucking there, George Bush, man. Isn't that great, everybody? We're all just hanging out, realizing that our parents, parents parents were nazis <laughs> oh they fleed over here after the war but it was it was different than you think oh <laughs> thank god i'm super irish you, Scottish. <laughs> you having fun with the nazi bit over there <laughs> <laughs> why he got something to hide get a little he's sweating over there a little bit <laughs> he's getting too close you don't understand my family's argentinian <laughs> <laughs> we're white argentinians it's just a mannequin with a very specific uniform on it up in Koch's attic. Yes, my last name used to be Schultz and we changed it at Ellis <laughs> Island. What of it? <laughs> uh, I'm on the other side. That's why we come together as a great podcast because uh, my we used to be named Fitzgeraldburg before we fleed the Nazis. <laughs> Somewhere out there. Rory's just seeing a Nintendo 64 <laughs> in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> One day I will find you. Neath the pillar light. <laughs> Listen, you gotta have priorities in life, okay? Truly. The world's going to hell. Are you, so, are you looking up at that same moon N64? <laughs> it's just a kid manufacturing it, looking up the moon, being like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Coughs up a bunch of dust. Really bad, really, really bad uh, factory conditions. Someone comes over and blows in the kid's mouth like a cartridge. <laughs> Keep making these. <laughs> yeah. Gets right, starts working again. And that's where it started. <laughs> The world's a depressing place. <laughs> that is how, people, you build a bit. 
Yeah. I would encourage our fans to go out and make their own podcast. Partner up with somebody else who listens to the show, yeah. and you guys go ahead and do your own version. <laughs> That'd be really fucking amazing. We just got two of our listeners together and had them do the podcast one week. That would be fucking great. Oh, that's really fun. But, but two they, people who do not know each other or they, have any rapport in any way. And they cannot address it, and they can't tell each other their names. Yep, just keep talking. Yeah. Just sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. We'll edit it out. Don't worry. You're going to get like a good solid 40, 50 minutes out of it. Yeah, but they were there for hours. Yeah, we had to cut hours. Most of it. At a certain point, they're like, well, can we come out for the bathroom? We just slid a crushed Dixie cup under. Couldn't even use it now. It's all broken apart. Doesn't matter. They are stuck. Yeah. They're going to use the Dixie they're cup. Gonna, they're going to. They're gonna disgusting. Try that, and they're going to cup their hands. We didn't give them water either, so you never know what they're doing. They might just start drinking each other's pee. They say. I really don't know. You can do that up to two or three times. Unfortunately, one of the people that we invited had already done it twice before they got to the show. It's terrible. <laughs> what kind of, the other a, one is diabetic, so their pee tastes like birthday cake. Ooh, I'm not judging them, though, because you like what you like. Sure. If we happen to unite two piss drinkers who want to do a piss drinking podcast, listen, I'd say we did a good deed, Rory. And they'll corner that market pretty quick. And we stand to profit because it's part of the Skimbo IP. It's part of the network, yeah. I'm not saying that a lot of our listeners drink pee. I'm just saying none of you have proven to us that you don't drink pee yet, right? I think they should. It's like, listen. I don't it, want a bunch of piss drinkers listening to this show. We in, can't, we'll get a reputation. I mean, it's usually, look, in America, it's. Innocent until proven guilty. But that's not how we do things on the Skimbo Lounge here. We're like Parliament in the UK. You are guilty, and you have to prove your innocence to us, right? So until that happens, I would say pretty much everybody drinks pee, you know? I'd say uh, the one person we know who doesn't is friend of the pod, Andy, because he brought that mango orange juice. So we know he's not drinking pee, right? He does. He drinks other things than pee. Otherwise, he would have came like one of my favorite things from the gas stop is pee. And then we would have all had to drink Andy's pee. Unless he's sitting there going, fuck, I could have got him to drink my pee. God damn. Hey, guys, you want to do another show? (laughs) (laughs) Not so fast, Andy. Lots of texts coming in Wednesday. Please, please. Please, come As soon as possible. I I have an idea. I I don't know. I can't tell you what. It's going to be really funny. (laughs) Do you guys like apple juice? That's that's the... We've been trying to think about what the the, the art would be. It's just Will Smith eagerly drinking Chris Rock's pee (laughs) from a crushed (laughs) Dixie cup. Get on that one. That's fine. You can get in on Nazi uniforms so we can get Rory's material in. <laughs> Listen, you started that. It's your fault. You brought up all the Nazi shit. Uh, no, I think that was you. Can't be on YouTube now. Nazi came up too many times. Well, you're the one who keeps saying it. Yeah, you're the one that started it. I don't know. I'm not the one who's from Argentina. <laughs> That's okay. We're very, uh, very open about our family's history. We were tanners. We were manufacturing we Mausers. <laughs> Saying something. We specialize in giving dogs abortions. <laughs> it's important work that needs to be done. It, it ain't much, but it's honest work. <laughs> uh, uh, we use the ancient method of kicking dogs in the balls. <laughs> Next. Really hard. Yeah. Everyone's got that image in their mind. We overdose them on chocolate and then resuscitate them with hydrogen peroxide, <laughs> which is what you're supposed to do to make them puke. Jesus Christ. That's sad. We just saved a dog's life out there. I'd like to think so. Somebody's like, I don't know what to do. But they were listening to the podcast, and we saved a life. Yep. That's our good deal. That song that asks how to save a life, 
dump peroxide down a dog's throat. (laughs) Where did I go wrong? You drowned your dog in peroxide. You you tried to pour it in its eyes. Somewhere along in the bitterness. That's what that song was about, guys. If you didn't know, go back and listen to the lyrics again. It's about saving a dog's life with hydrogen peroxide. Too much chocolate. Or accidentally killing your dog with hydrogen peroxide and chocolate. Pretty sure that's one of the first lines in it. This was no accident. <laughs> Where did I go wrong? <laughs> I saw an opportunity and I took it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, dog murders come up multiple times <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I remember at least one other yeah. episode. Yeah, it's fine. So we got a new bit. Yeah. See, look at that. You can put put that one on the next bingo card. <laughs> I don't like dog that murder bit either. <laughs> Maybe we'll retire that one. Oh. Like the Ben and Jerry's graveyard. Yeah. We've got our own little graveyard of bits. Enjoy it while you had it. Bury that one next to the shit list, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Shit list. Yeah, right? Wow. It's a long... That's an we old can one. always bring shit list back. I mean, we kind of did a little... We, we kind of we, we complained about a lot of stuff. So <laughs> the episode I of shit list. I don't know if there's ever a particular time. It just kind of molded into what we do. It's the format. You know what I don't like about what happened? I wish Will Smith had hit him harder. Wouldn't that have been funny? It's like Andy Rooney. He just They gave him three minutes to complain about the temperature in his apartment yeah. at the end of every 60 minutes. <laughs> and another thing. I don't like the people that are moving into my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, thank okay. you, Andy. No, 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 wait. It's not what you think. They're, they're Polish. Oh, boy. We're going to let him have that one. All right, thanks, Andy. Moving on. At least it was a white one. From Marcellus Parsons. Good night. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, Marcellus Parsons was the local anchor. I was thinking of Dan Rather. Yep. Just look at you. Marcellus Parsons. What a great name. It's pretty great. It hasn't been the same since Marcellus Parsons left. I'm trying to think of fantastic names like that. Oh, you know what I did have a question about that I forgot to bring up earlier? I okay. Could, I could throw it out. If you could slap any celebrity, who would it be? You get free reign. Or maybe it hurts your career. I don't know. Doesn't even come into the equation. You just know one celebrity is going to sit there and and take the open hand palm slap from you. Who is it going to be? Do you have one in the chamber? Uh-huh. Okay, let's hear it. Mm, uh, no, no, I want to hear yours first. No, if you have one, I can't just think of one. All right, we'll think about it for a second. I don't uh, know about any celebrity I hate that much. Oh, I, Jared Leto. Okay. It's pretty good. Show your work. Pretty good, right? Fucked up the Joker. How hard is it? I mean, how look, the Joker is such a great fucking role. And he fucking, for, for what was like 20 minutes in that, and now I see why he's sending dead fish to Will Smith. Look, we brought it back to Will Smith. Uh, he's just in a lot of crap. I don't like him as an actor. Every time he shows up, I'm like, I don't know why he did it this way. And then I realize it's because he likes playing a creepy, one-dimensional weirdo. Like, look at him in Blade Runner. You know, He does these kind of like weird, starey kind of... Hmm. Rolls where he does the thing, you know. It's really, uh, really a lot of what he does is this. He just kind of stares at you with his eyes. So you really sure see the people the, at home are loving this you visual. You really see the white of his eyes. <laughs> Listen, all you got to do is go watch uh, Outsider on Netflix, where he plays uh, the the World War Two deserter, who, the deserter who joins the Yakuza. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, just go watch him. I in know that. of what you speak. Yeah, where he plays Nick. And uh, you watch him in that, and you go, 
wow, for a role that, like, don't be wrong, for a real tone-deaf movie that's very much like, oh, look, it's The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Dances it, with Yakuza. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> isn't it super great we're telling a story about the Yakuza through the, through the lens of a white guy, everybody? Netflix, really getting it, you guys. Let's you know what it's really about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that. And a white guy tells you what it means to him. Prettiest girl in the movie falls for him. Isn't that great, everybody? Yeah, what a romance. Uh, and, again, it's one of those movies like, wow, he could have done a lot with this. And he does nothing. He does nothing with it. Well, that's the real question here is when did we decide Jared Leto was a good actor? I'll just take Jake Gyllenhaal. Don't be wrong. Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor. Yeah. And he's one of those ones who got the leg up because he comes from the stock. Like, you know, him and Maggie Gyllenhaal, they, they uh, you know, they but had parents who helped him out. But I don't much care for her, but I think no, but, Jake Gyllenhaal does Jake a great job. does a good he job. Commits. Yeah. I'll say that. He goes for it. Good or bad, swing or miss, he commits. But I look at him and I look at Jared Leto. I go, just give Jared, just give him his parts. So I see Jared Leto, nice open hand slap to the face. Well, what's the scenario? Like, where are you? When so, is this? What are the circumstances? Okay, so I'm getting the Academy Award for Best Actor, potentially. Okay. And I'm sitting next to my very pretty wife, who's kind of got an issue with alopecia. No, no, no. She's struggling with cancer. And Jared Leto comes up and goes, damn girl, you need to eat a sandwich. And then I go up because, come on, that's too far. Alopecia, I mean, my wife has a sense of humor. Um, and she's not a Scientologist. <laughs> but he takes it too far. Maybe he didn't realize she had cancer. I don't know. People are going to be debating that on Instagram for days. But it doesn't matter. I woke up on that stage. And my wife would have done it if she was not stricken with chemotherapy. She can defend herself. She can fight her own battles. But right now, I see it in her. She needs that defense. And I walk up and I open hand slap the shit out of him. And then he goes, Wow. Rory slapped the shit at me. I go, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And then I apologize to the Academy later. You know, for an example. something. Like so you're doing the dark, gritty reboot of the Will Smith slap. <laughs> and everyone will be like, wow, this is so meta. This is, this is great. This guy's like definitely insane, but also probably a genius <laughs> yeah. like Kanye West. I, really know. I get Kanye in on it. And he comes up and he goes, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But Will Smith's slap was the greatest slap of all time. And then I just had to really make sure to cry if I win the Academy Award later. And I have to talk about acceptance and community and love. Yeah. There you go. How about you? Who would you, <laughs> who would you slap? All right, then. You're like, I don't know. I ran into a dude outside of Bodega. I slapped him in the face. Happened to be Jason Siegel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he said any celebrity, right? Yeah. This guy's technically been in the newspaper because he's a necrophiliac, but. Uh, <laughs> come on. So what do you got? Uh, Chalamet. I think. Timothy Chalamet? Off the top of my head, I'm like, who's the first Who's the first puss that's going <laughs> to pop into my head? You meant face. My head space. Yeah, face. It's uh, an antiquated term for face. Yeah. You uncultured swine. I knew. I knew. See, Rory gets it. <laughs> Doesn't that? Isn't that like your bellwether for success, you guys? You want to be like Rory. Be on the same page as me, because if you haven't been listening, that's such a great thing. That's our Skimbo Lounge campaign now. Be like Rory. Yeah. <laughs> like My old thumb 90s. is just broken with a bone <laughs> coming out of it. Uh. Uh. Oh, fuck. So, so Timothy Chalamet, huh? Chalamet. Show your work. Um, I just... Uh, one of the things that really crystallized it for me, mm -hmm. like why Chalamet is a problem, is somebody put out a tweet and they were like, you know, and by the way, this was a woman that 
put this tweet out? Oh, oh, good. And not I'm just glad a you woman, said that. but a woman of color. It was very important. Because like a boomer telling a story about a restaurant he had where he needs to tell you everybody's race. <laughs> It's pertinent here. Yeah, like, really? Did that? Did that have to? Because <laughs> it wasn't just some bitter white dude saying this, mm-hmm. but this person posited everyone has a real hard time with guys on the internet sexualizing that Nico Lou girl who wore the Bernie Sanders tank top and did the whatever you say boomer thing. I might have missed that, but go on. I'm surprised because it involved a uh, waifu. Oh, great. Doing so, sexy stuff. Oh, that's fun. I see. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm into, huh? <laughs> you have to admit, if well, someone said Rory was an anime pervert. Well, I'm just going to go back and cry into my body pillow. <laughs> that happens to be a character from my favorite anime. No, Takagi. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go commit an Akira. Is that right? Is that what happens in Akira? You commit one? <laughs> you join <laughs> the revolution. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she was like... Just want to point out that like everyone's mad at dudes for having a crush on the Nikolu girl who's like 22, yeah, but is lip syncing to a childish song. So all these people are getting accused of pedophilia, yeah. But at the same time, you have grown women who are like, I would let Shil- Timothy Chalamet clap these cheeks, and I would sit on his face, and I would ride him, and like all this different stuff, yeah. And yeah. that made me resent him. <laughs> Because no woman has ever felt that way about me. And that's why you're taking a swing at him and not Channing Tatum. So, <laughs> I'm letting this lady on Twitter say what I was thinking. Sure. I thought it was going to be something about like his acting. He's a terrible well, actor. You, you didn't like him in Dune? No. He's a terrible fucking actor. He has sucked in every single goddamn solitary I, thing that he's done. I think he's he plays a fine, angsty, brooding, like kind of a wisp which is why I thought he did fine in Dune. So does a cardboard cutout, Roy. But again, it's one of those things where I don't think somebody else could have done it better or worse. I don't look at it and go, oh my God, he is Paul Atreides. Oh man, nobody else. Like, uh, like there's a lot of roles where I'm like, if anybody else had done it, you know, that would have just not fucking worked. But that's not one of those roles. Hot take, Dune was not an excellent movie. It was fine. I thought it looked... It was beautifully it shot. Was it was visually spectacular. spectacular but again, it, it doesn't just... go anywhere. It was, it was chunk, chunk, chunk. We need to set the stage for hopefully what will be a great second movie. It, it will be. The cool, the stuff with the Fremen is very cool. Uh-huh. They're just, it, it's a lot of set pieces to build the stage. You know what I mean? Let's explain this thing and look. Uh, you know, They come in. We, we show how important water is to this other culture. And we leave little hints to that. And look how dangerous the world is. There's these little technological things. They're trying to kill each other. This war is brooding. We're hinting to this. You know, Those were the things about it I really liked. I liked loved all the Harkonnen stuff. That's what kept me going in that film is like the 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 political backstory that's happening, this little betrayal, you know, that's going on. That stuff I find to be pretty interesting. Um, but again, it's all very abrupt when the fucking when it all finally kind of goes down, you're like, "Wow, okay." And the scale of it kind of fucks with you a little bit. Um, where I don't know, like they show it a little bit, you kind of have to think about it a lot in terms of the scale and the numbers. And it's a lot of them just like shouting stuff that like somebody who maybe read the book would get, but like there's that whole Sardaukar thing, like the Emperor's uh, Legion or whatever. Shock Troopers, yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay. And like I had to watch it a couple times for like that whole like the pers- like the interesting precision of everything that's going on there to kind of like you know because it happens just kind of like that. The whole thing kind of goes on, and then they're in the desert. No, oh, look, he's tripping balls on the dust, and then it moves on. And they're giving away all these pieces for the next couple of movies, and you're like, okay, well, I know what those are going to be about now. Uh, so I hope they're good. 
they've set an interesting stage and they've clearly got a massive fucking budget. Can I just go look at oil paintings of all of these things though? Because like the story is not that interesting. The acting is all just dry. Like very drab and stay. It's like an emotionless film. It's low energy. And I, that. it's like Jeb Bush, low energy. Wow, Ted Cruz's wife, ugly as a dog. <laughs> um, but it just it was it it had no real emotional core to it. I had nothing I really gave a shit about because the David Lynch one, at least, mm-hmm. it had a score by Toto. It was directed <laughs> by David fucking Eraserhead Lynch. Yeah, and it was and it made no fucking I mean, and it was Dune. It was. Not a great movie by any stretch. It's actively bad, but it's super fucking interesting because of what a fucking absolute kaleidoscopic shit show it is. There's a blob thing and it's shooting beams from its mouth. And what is that? Oh, it don't. It has to do with uh, time travel. Like having someone to like try to explain that to you a little bit while you're watching. Because I like went and watched that and then watched a bunch of weird little explanations because I'd never read the book. Like, I started reading the book as a kid and was like, this is fucking boring. It's a bunch of people in the desert collecting water with pans. I if I want to meet a girl someday, fuck. I better stop now. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't give a shit about this book. Um, it'd be interesting to go back and read it now. Uh, but I also wonder if I just want to watch the fucking thing and then decide, like... Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll watch the second one. Again, it wasn't actively bad. It just wasn't, like, everyone's like, fucking Dune. Oh, yeah. fucking Dune. Have you seen Dune in yeah. theaters, Rory? Feel, well, to be fair, I feel like that would have been the way to see it. Because, again, it's a visual spectacle. Yeah, and again, I'd just like, let me look at oil paintings of it. It's sure. a resting beauty. Because mm-hmm. I don't need the rest of it. Well, and I'm hoping that it has a really interesting... Because you know it's going to be a three-parter. No, it's going to be two. It's going to be two? It's two. Really? Yep. That's all you need to tell what's left of that story. Oh, really? There's going to be a third one. I heard there was a bunch more books. There's, There are, and they w- have talked about doing a third one that is based on The Children of Dune, which is the sequel. Uh-huh, okay. So they'll ostensibly wrap it up. Oh, I see, but the, 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 the one, Paul maybe? Atreides story is just a two-parter. The main, like, Dune storyline is a yeah. two-parter, and the next one would deal with Paul Atreides, like, at, I mean, I could ruin how Dune ends if anyone wants. I got a I feeling that it's kind of telegraphed but i don't uh, yeah i'd rather just it's the thing is where it gets to is honestly pretty cool and the, and the david lynch movie rushed the fuck out of it so i never i decided not to finish the movie because i was like this i feel like is going to ruin the rest of it i got to where it cuts off in the first movie i was like oh they're going to ruin the rest of the next one and i just in in 45 minutes they go through what's going to be a two and a half hour movies worth yeah. of plot well and see that it was, does not work well was, at all it was my problem with watching the first one up until where i watched it because again the thing that i think that bothers me between the first one and the second one is is you it's all that subtext in their thoughts that they put in the david lynch one where they're sitting there like kind of shit and in the second one they do like little visions of that but for the most part people just say those things out loud to him you know and that kind of bothered me because I was just like, nobody says that to fucking people like nobody. I, uh, I don't know if what they put on HBO later was like a different cut of the movie because it seemed different, you know, at certain points. Uh, there's a lot more of Oscar Isaac kind of talking about his ambition in terms of what he wants of the planet and stuff. Um, and that was kind of fun. Did he give a long monologue where he just sounded like this yeah. the entire time? Yeah, kind of. That's all he does in this film. All of them deliver their lines the same way every time. Hey, man, that's what happens after, like, you know, you own a planet. <laughs> <laughs> what did he, yeah, someone was asking him about, like, oh, he was supposed to get killed off in Star Wars. 
Really? And he successfully argued to keep Poe Dameron alive. And someone asked him, like, do you think, like, you were within your rights to do that for storytelling purposes? He goes, ah, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> but I love the house that it built. <laughs> yeah, well... I mean, hey, that's a good point. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't really argue that. With that. He's like, been so naked with his ambition. Yeah, and well, it's that, and it's also like, you know, if somebody's gonna let you talk your way into another movie, why fucking wouldn't you? Especially when it's Star Wars. Don't get me wrong, they fucking sucked. They're pretty bad. They were pretty fucking bad. I'm really, really disappointed that uh, Disney took a big old shit on those three movies and then is spending a lot of time thinking about these other little mini side intellectual properties. We're going to put a lot of thought into the Mandalorian. Be like, well, where the fuck was that thought and planning when you were doing... And don't be wrong, I don't even like what they're doing with the Mandalorian. You know? But... I'm interested to see Obi-Wan. Sure. I'm... I'm I just wanted to be interested in three that. seasons of him suffering in the desert, <laughs> and I'll be so happy. I can't keep getting sunburned like this. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. It's just him struggling through the desert. But that's what they—that's what they all are now: Mandalorian struggling through the desert, Boba yeah. Fett struggling through the desert. But make it less campy, because how did they make the Mandalorian fucking campy? They found a way. This will have its moments of camp for sure, because they share a universe. It's so fucking there's gonna Disney. Be some comedic throwback. Yeah. Gonna buy some death sticks. Dexter Jetster in his fifties diner. All the dumb shit that they yeah. put in the prequels. Yeah, which is like, uh, why? Are you... And again, it's one of the things that like I'll beat the dead horse on it a little bit, but like your audience grew up. We all grew up. They want to see Empire three times. Empire was the best. It was also the darkest tone. If you want to parallel those three movies again because you're fucking lazy or that's the circle of the hero's journey you're trying to do with the fucking Star Wars story, then just fucking do it, right? And, uh, like, just commit. Because, like, what we get is just crap and they didn't know where they're going and it comes out again like, Palpatine's back! Because that's the thing was the first uh, one was obviously a soft reboot yes. of, of A New Hope. And Which everyone's is, like, well, so is Last Jedi going to be Empire? Yeah. Last Jedi was was Ryan Johnson going subvert everyone's expectations. Popcorn fart. And in retrospect, I'm like, good for him for being an absolute agent of chaos. Well, for being because a to prick. Because to undo all of the incredibly unpopular things that he did and the decisions that he made, they had to come in with impossible. that third movie yeah. and rewrite Every single like retcon, in all of the it. Crawl. Snoke's in a jar. Yeah, Palpatine is just back somehow. Yeah. Like now He's we got to bring this around, connect it to the other movies. They literally did it in the crawl. They were like, "There's a subspace sound, like a frequency that can," and it was the message from the Empire or for the Emperor. He's been alive this whole time, and now they're trying to find the Jedi holocrons, which holocrons, because I'm a nerd, are like bits of like information. It's like data. It's basically what yeah. it is. These ancient, like it's a map. That's going to show them where to find the Emperor, where he's building a secret army. How do they know? If they know about it, it's not a fucking secret the, army! The first movie was about finding a map to Luke Skywalker. And he's also like an old, decrepit man, but then he can literally force lift every fucking Star Destroyer off the planet's surface out of the muck. Yeah, they were underground. That's a weird choice. And then, dude, and think about this. <laughs> he didn't put them in orbit. He put them way in the sky so that when he finally gets defeated, they all crash down to Earth. Or not Earth, but to the ground or the planet. Why didn't he put him in orbit? Rory, he, this was clearly an allegory for Joe Biden. It hurt. It fucking changes so much. It they hurt is what I'm trying to say. Like as somebody who like objectively really enjoyed Star Wars, and like for all the good and the bad of it, flaws, 
shitty puppets. You know what I mean? Like, that's what makes it fun. Practical effects. You know, that's why George Lucas realized the one, two, and three fucking sucked. Because he tried to go in a different route. And he it, just did it all in front of a green yeah, screen. And it just didn't hold up well. And it's it's jarring and fucking, you know, it, it just doesn't feel right. And then he just hands off the property and they just <laughs> take a big old shit. Take a big old shit on his face. Four billion dollars for Star Wars. He got four billion dollars for done Star it. Wars. <laughs> I would have done it. I would have been like, sorry, I know Jar Jar Binks was fun, but I'm giving it up. So you know what's fucking hilarious is they do the deal. He gets four. I think it was four point three because Pixar was bought for four point two. So he was like, it needs to be a four point three. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Just so they buy dick. it from him. Then he goes, cool. I have some ideas for what the next movies should be. And they're like, yeah, you should have mentioned those before, before we signed on the yeah. dotted line. And they just see you prick. Yep. And then he got to watch them take a big shit on his intellectual Dude, property. I love it. I love it because honestly, the That's first Star Wars, selling them away, though. the 1974 Star Wars, the first one, yeah. was essentially saved by John Williams and fucking George Lucas's wife. In the editing room, right? She completely saved that movie in the edit. I've seen dailies from other shit he shot. Didn't he tell her to change, didn't, didn't she tell him to change the name too? Wasn't it like the story of someone's star, of Luke Starkiller? Luke Starkiller, which like is he, why it's Starkiller base. Yep, and that's why he was like, they were like, no, that's not good. And they came back with Skywalker and like the kind of, which is great. A little bit. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, pretty much everyone around George Lucas made this idea happen. Yeah. And, well, and again, it was, now guy, he's a billionaire. <laughs> the guy who played Obi-Wan was like, I don't understand any of this bullshit and just was doing it, you know? I heard they had fantastic whores in Morocco, so I said I'd do it. He didn't get it. He even went and watched the, watched the, the movie later. I was like, I still don't get it. It's like Sean Connery turning down Gandalf, Dumbledore, and Neo. He would have been awful in all of them. He would have been a great Neo. He would have been a terrible Dumbledore and a terrible Gandalf, but imagine him as Neo. How was you he going to do Take the Neo? red pill. No, you mean Morpheus. Oh, yeah, I was Morpheus. Like, How the yeah. fuck was he going to do Keanu Reeves? No, ah, Morpheus. You're telling me I can dodge bullets? <laughs> you take no, the blue dude. pill. You go back to your sad, miserable life. <laughs> your little shit. But you take the red pill. You join men, go their own way. Yeah. I, I would have, uh, don't be wrong, I would have loved to have seen it if it was like, um, have you ever seen the old footage of Back to the Future? Before they recast with Marty Eric McFly. Stoltz, yeah, it's really weird. It's super it's weird. Super shot for shot too. Like in the like they just they show the shot and then they show it later on. I would have killed someone, fucking killed them to see Sean Connery do parts of Morpheus. Ah, you're tired because you've never used your legs, boy. <laughs> just <laughs> so good. Come or, here, you're gonna wrestle me. Or as or as any of them is Dumbledore. Did, Harry, has anyone ever told you you should get a smack in the mouth? <laughs> you have to take that from that lady wizard. Yeah. Hermanini, I can't say it. I was against letting her in here in the first place. place. This is supposed to be an all-boys school. <laughs> just the way a grandpap likes it. Just him slapping McGonagall's ass. Just all kind of, <laughs> A fine, fat goosing. Awful. Just... I'm going to transfigure your ass into a goose. Totally different movie. J.K. Rowling? Totally fine with it, though. She'd be down. Yep. Piece of She's shit. Like, Are there <laughs> trans people in it? Uh, no, we hadn't planned on it. Oh, you have my full permission to yeah. do whatever. Wonderful. Take Ta-la-la-la. a big fat monkey shit on me. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars for J.K. I Rowling. I like it. Have what you ever it? seen the footage of Chris Farley doing Shrek? Yes. That's really weird. It's weird. It's really weird. I don't know if I like I mean, I don't know if I like it as much. It's hard to say because you don't see the whole thing. You don't see it moving and you don't see like 
uh, extra di- or like diegetic music underneath it, like a score. True, you know what I mean? and you don't see, you really don't see it fleshed out as him the way they also did it for you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. It's weird. It is weird. We see fun to see him as Gandalf too. <laughs> not Chris Farley. Chris Farley as Gandalf <laughs> would have been amazing. <laughs> you shall not, not pass because you're living in a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> thing falls fly you fools <laughs> uh, yeah you're right actually i would have loved that movie i loved it <laughs> you sound that fast but somebody just gives him the right if we find out chris farley has pathos he's just super good just incredible at it i think if he had lived you would have seen chris farley do some really fucked up cool dramatic Could have had stuff. a renaissance yeah i think you'd see him taking some real dark fucked up shit chris farley i'm gonna call right now he would have two academy awards right now yeah both for best actor one of them obviously was taken from him for Beverly Hills, or uh, not for Be- yeah, Beverly Hills Ninja. I will go home and commit Harry Carey. I am Haru. <laughs> In a movie that we couldn't make now. <laughs> the Kirahaka Dojo. Love it. Well, I think we've more than fulfilled our obligation for this week. Yeah, this we've been uh, over an hour. All right. All right. I'm ready to dump out. I'm, I'm tired. You have anything you want to plug? No. Good. Me either. Let's get out of here. We got to go help our friends, Chris Rock and Will Smith, squash this beef. And squash it we shall. So until next time, thank you. Go fuck yourselves. And goodbye. Goodbye.